0: James just dropped a bombshell on Twitter. The Pelicans are aggressively looking to trade up and draft Scoot Henderson. So here are the real questions. How does this work? Why now? And is there any way to pull off a deal without including Zion Williamson or Brandon Ingram? It's Locked On Pelicans. Let's go.
1: You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast.
0: Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nolajake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Thursday. And oh boy, we had some news dropped on us yesterday. Yesterday. On Monday afternoon, though, was it really news if you're an everydayer of Locked On Pelicans? And of course, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about the team and kind of feeding you some information on things, too. I've been talking a lot about Scoot Henderson, talking a lot about trading Brandon Ingram or Zion Williamson, and that wasn't just for fun, There is maybe some smoke behind all of that, and we'll break it all down with Sham Sharania of The Athletic commenting on it today, saying the Pelicans are looking to aggressively trade up and try and land the point guard. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. So I laid out in the open three questions we have. You know, how does this work? Why now, and is there any way to pull off a deal without including Zion Williamson or Brandon Ingram? I want to tackle that last part first, and it's very simple. No, no. If you're trading for the second overall pick here, you're going to need to include one of Zion Williamson or Brandon Ingram. It's that simple. The 14th pick, Dyson Daniels, and as many other first-round picks as Charlotte or Portland wants, Not going to do it. Not going to do it in this draft with what other offers will be out there on the table. And there will be a lot. And we'll look at that more either in this segment or the third segment with everything. You're going to need... Well, we'll do it in this segment. You're going to need to include Zion or Ingram. CJ McCollum won't get this deal done. And you're not making it up with draft picks. And I love Trey Murphy. But Trey Murphy's not going to be the centerpiece of a deal for the second overall pick. Even though I think Trey has like borderline all-star potential here the thing is when you look at this draft with the way from talking to people around the league is you have victor wimbanyama in his own tier it's not even a tier that this dude is in he's in his own universe in the next tier it's not scoot henderson and brandon miller out of who's the prospect out of alabama it's simply scoot henderson i think according to most people and then in another tier you finally have the rest and brandon miller This is not so much a three-person draft as in, it's a second-person draft, and that second person is Scoot Henderson. So when you look at a deal like this, no, there's going to be people banging down the door on things. I don't buy for a second that Charlotte is going to take Brandon Miller over Scoot Henderson. I think this is all smoke screens, and we even saw it last year. Remember, Jabari Smith was supposed to go number one overall to the Orlando Magic, and then literally the day of the draft, we found out that no, actually, it was going to be Paolo Bancaro, who was collectively like the number one overall pick in that draft, who everyone thought was the best prospect, but maybe had some overlap and not the best fit. And it was just actually Orlando throwing everyone off the scent the entirety of the time, maybe to try and drive up offers or something like that. I think you're seeing a lot of that here with Charlotte trying to say, we're going to, you know, all all of the stuff coming out, we are going to take uh, Brandon Miller. They're not. They're going to take Scoot Henderson. He's the best prospect there. One of the things I always say, and I've been saying on the show, and again, if you're an everydayer, and maybe you should become an everydayer if you're not, you heard me talk a lot about trading for Scoot Henderson. Talked to multiple people with the team. They all say the same thing. They love them. All of the media that covers the Pels have kind of been talking about this, right? If you read the tea leaves between the way we're all kind of pushing things or talking about things, there's probably a lot of truth behind that. Similar to when CJ McCollum was traded. Everyone was talking about CJ McCollum with good reason. Sometimes you got to trust us. And this is one of those. Not saying a deal will get done for Scoot Henderson, but this is someone that the Pelicans very much like, and there's a lot to like, and we'll profile Scoot Henderson in tomorrow's show. So become an everyday or never miss an episode. The way this is going to go is that second overall pick becomes insanely valuable because everyone around the league likes Scoot Henderson. Someone, if Charlotte is like, we don't want him, we don't want to be in the spot, we want to win now kind of player, we'll give you a very good player for that second overall pick. So Dyson Daniels, 14 and two other firsts or three other firsts, four other firsts, Isn't gonna do it when that's not what Charlotte is looking for. It's going to need to be a lot, and you're gonna you got to give up stuff to get stuff. You got to give up good stuff to get good stuff, and that right now would be looking at Zion Williamson or Brandon Ingram. So, if I have you take away anything from this, it's this doesn't mean a deal is likely gonna be done. Shams even said in the video that he put out that. The Pelicans are on, along a, a number of teams calling. So there's multiple teams doing this. It's going to drive price up, by the way. And that's kind of as simple as it is. You're not going to be able to do this for anything else. Don't even bring me your trades. Don't You, you can if you want, and I'm just going to say no. It's that simple. You're going to need to include one of uh, Zion or Brandon Ingram. I don't know what else would be involved. And if you're looking at doing a deal with Charlotte, it's better to do a deal with Charlotte. Say you make a trade with Portland the day of the draft and then someone trades with Charlotte to jump you and take Scoot Henderson. That's a terrible trade, right? Because they don't want Brandon Miller like that. So you're looking to do this deal with Charlotte to be safe or you're looking to do it when Portland is on the clock with the third overall pick. Talking with someone with Portland, they're not sure that Brandon Ingram would be enough to do that deal. They don't think Brandon Ingram enough by himself would be enough for the second overall pick okay, they feel Zion is worth taking the risk on. Make of that what you will. Everyone loves Scoot. Everyone loves Scoot. There's a reason Amin Thompson is not being mentioned as the best point guard in here. I've made this point a couple of times over the past couple of weeks. When everyone, usually you get that. Some contrarian stuff or teams leaking stuff. No one would buy that right now. So the Pelicans love Scoot Henderson. They want to potentially get Scoot Henderson and it's going to take Zion or Ingram. Not the other picks or anything like that. So, that's, that's the report. Simple as that. Why are they doing this, though? Why are they doing this and why are they do, you know, considering this now? That's where I think this really gets interesting. And then what it could open the door for in the future. The third segment, I also want to look at how this, this allows the Pelicans to build even more growing forward. So that's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by eBay Motors. When you're working on your car, you need the parts to fit just right. You don't have a lot of room in there. You don't want to get something that's slightly off because if it doesn't get on, you're not driving. And the reason you're fixing your car is probably so that you can drive it around and to save money. And I enjoy doing it and I work on all of my cars. I make sure all of the parts fit because I go to eBay Motors. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. You just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like anything it's got to be right or it's not going to be worth it and your car is not going to be driving and with over 122 million parts to choose from you're going to be back on the road in no time after all it's easy to get the right parts when they are guaranteed so get the right parts the right fit and the right prices on ebaymotors.com let's ride ebay motors guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers eligible items only exclusions apply
1: part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday covering this team like no one else does. You can get mad at me for talking about trading superstar players away, and I wouldn't necessarily trade either of them, but it's not about what I want to do. It's about what the team might do and explaining that to you so that all of this makes sense more sense and giving you the information that's what we do Monday through Friday and if you're in every day when you saw that Shams report were you surprised you weren't because we've been talking about it here so subscribe wherever you get your podcast if you want to support the channel listen Monday through Friday and comment down below on YouTube so we're talking about Shams report potentially the Pelicans trading up in the draft to get Scoot Henderson he said the second or third pick, you really need to make it the second pick to be safe because too many things can go wrong. Otherwise, this was a mistake and they won't do that. You would make a trade with Portland when Portland is on the clock. In the middle of the draft, you can make the trade with Charlotte anytime. Simple as that. And maybe the trade doesn't go through until after the draft, till the start of free agency when the league new year starts. You see that all the time. Trades made on draft night aren't technically official then, but no one goes back on those. So you can do this now. You can do it in a couple, you know, in a week and it's fine. So why are they doing this? The answer to that question is in Monday's show, is in yesterday's show. They're facing a salary cap crisis. I broke it down for you. Paying Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum, and Zion Williamson that much money gives you almost no room to add more and really build, other than through the draft and through a little bit of money in free agency, not much. You can't even trade for another star to add with those guys because they're pushing the luxury tax. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if the team is ever going to pay the luxury tax. They are one of two teams to have never paid the luxury tax in the NBA. Ironically, the other one being the Charlotte Hornets. So... They had an anonymous source who said, you know, there's zero chance this core is kept together, you know, in three years, two years. It makes sense when you look at it and how restrictive the new collective bargaining agreement can be when you are trying to build a team. And keep that in mind for a second because it's going to come up in the third segment of today's show. That restrictiveness and how trading one of these guys opens things up in a way that you might not realize. So you... Do this now to get ahead of everything. A lot of this is leverage. So they're doing this because of the salary cap and they need to reset their timeline a little bit. And because of the salary cap crisis and how expensive everything has gotten and that this is coming eventually. You do this now, the timing of this being now for a couple of reasons. First and foremost, and I talked about this in yesterday's show more in depth, leverage. If everyone knows you're not going to pay the luxury tax and that you need to trade guys, you lose leverage in trade negotiations. The Pelicans don't need to trade Zion right now. They don't need to trade Brandon Ingram right now. They're doing it because while Zion's under contract for five years, that's a great position for the Pelicans to be in, to be able to trade that guy knowing that he's not going to be a rental for the team trading for him. Brandon Ingram is two years. You get more value trading him now than you do when there's only one year remaining and he can bolt somewhat soon. So you have more leverage to make this trade now, today, in negotiations. The other part of it is Scoot Henderson. They're not doing this for Brandon Miller. They're doing this for Scoot Henderson. When you look a little bit ahead to next year's draft, there isn't, it's considered weaker than this one. And I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on a draft a year, over a year from now. But it's considered weaker than this one. And if you, and they're already doing scouting on those guys. If there isn't a guy that you identify that has the ceiling or that you like as much as Scoot Henderson, there's no point in doing this in a year and not getting a guy that you truly like. So if they are truly in love with Scoot Henderson and they're like, we want this guy, him specifically, well, yeah, you do it now when you can go and get him. And you don't settle for whatever is going to be the best pick that you could get in next year's draft of the player that you don't particularly like. So you're doing this now because of Scoot. Really as simple as as that. And the leverage, the leverage is a big part too. Could you do this trade where you send, you know, Zion or BI, you bring back either Terry Rozier or Gordon Hayward in the second pick and you don't need to include other draft capital in there or maybe they need to include a future first round pick involved in that or something along those lines so I don't see that being the case. I think this would be a fairly straightforward trade. I think that's why you do this. It minimizes your exposure, it minimizes your risk, and you have the most leverage now. Your leverage is going to go down, not every single day, but as time goes on, it goes down further. If you try and do this, a similar-ish deal at the trade deadline next year, uh uh-uh, and you're not going to get Scoot Anderson because he's going to be on Charlotte or Portland, and they, at that point, might not really be looking to trade him. And at that point, you would have wanted him for the first six months of his career anyway. So that's the reason why you do this now. It doesn't mean that a deal is gonna get done. I wouldn't go screaming scoot season here or scoot to the boot yet. But it doesn't mean that it's out of the realm of possibility. And I think this is something they're also they're they're seriously considering. Look, I think they're fed up with a lot of this. I think they are just tired of a lot of this, of Zion missing games and acting immature. You can get frustrated with the show that I did talking about the drama, but you think that helps this at all? No. B.I.'s missed a lot of games. And there were some questions, as I've said, about some, not maturity with him, but the camp and all of that. I think some of that's allayed by him playing for Team USA, but it still may be a concern. And obviously they know better than I do on this sort of thing. And if they see some of that and they're like, oh, this is a problem or this is going to be a problem in the future, it's better to get ahead of everything rather than dealing with it when you can, because there's no guarantee that you're going to get a return like you did for Anthony Davis when it comes to those sorts of things. So act when you have the most leverage possible, which is right now, this offseason, this NBA draft. And so that's why they're doing it. Now, as I said, of the two, I think Brandon Ingram's more likely than Zion if Charlotte would accept him. Part of it is Zion's got more talent than B.I. does. B.I. is a very good player. That's not a knock on B.I. There's just one's a generational talent. One's a borderline all NBA guy. There's a difference there. Zion's also under contract longer. It gives you more, a longer period to work with. You know, you can go through a minor rebuild for a year or two knowing that he's not going to walk in two years because he can't. And when you factor all of that in, it, it puts kind of the crosshairs right on BI of the two guys that we are looking at. So that's why I think most people are throwing Brandon Ingram in there. But let me know. In the comments down below on YouTube, would you trade for the second pick? States happening. You have to include one of them. Which one are you including? Zion or Ingram in the deal? I'm curious what you think. So we went over why they're doing this now, why they're doing this in general. But there's also another reason they're doing this. Because this trade, this hypothetical trade, makes you worse in the short term. They'll be a worse team next season than they would be if they didn't make this trade. So why are they doing that for a team that's trying to win now, right? Big question. And I'll answer that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by FanDuel, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make a fast break to FanDuel right now. I'm recording this before the NBA Finals game. Maybe we have another game. Maybe not. And right now, new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500, $2,500. That's $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. They have fun promotions every day. You can also see the same game parlays. You want to double up your money. You want to have a couple bets. And if those all hit, you make even more. You want to bet on NBA Futures? I got Nikola Jokic to win MVP at great odds. I got Denver Nuggets to win the title at great odds, and I have them combined into a parlay. So if that happens, I'm going to be feeling real good. So there's no better place to bet all playoff action, any sports action, than America's number one sports book, and that's FanDuel. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on and get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA.
1: part of the Locked On podcast network. Your team every day.
0: And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. If you're an Everydayer, thank you. This today and this show comes as no surprise to you. If you want to become an Everydayer, it's simple. Listen Monday through Friday. We're covering the league, the team like no one else is doing every single day completely free, giving you great draft coverage. If you want to listen to tomorrow's show, you want to know more about Scoot Henderson and why the Pelicans are so high on him, draft profile of Scoot Henderson coming right, right on up. Didn't think, not didn't necessarily think that I would be doing that, but I think we need to at this point. So become an everyday, watch on YouTube, comment down below on YouTube. So a couple of things that I want to go over as we wrap up the show here. Why are they doing this if it makes the team worse? Their win now, right? They were in the playoffs two years ago. They're in the playing tournament this season. I think this is a, there's a couple of reasons why. First and foremost, I think this is a sign of them saying, maybe we are not a championship contender. Yeah, we were first in the West in December, but you don't win the NBA title in December. And maybe they saw other big holes and problems. Maybe it just has to do with the unreliability of Zion Williamson and to a lesser degree, Brandon Ingram. Because this trade will make you worse in the short term if you trade one of those guys away. But it's also about sustainability. And I think this is key. And I probably shouldn't have buried this in the third segment. And if this trade goes down, I'll do a whole show just on this. It's also about sustainability. This means you're going through a more, not a rebuild. You're going through a refresh, like a tweak, like a minor rebuild compared to a big teardown. In a couple of years, they will need to tear down the roster. By doing this now, you don't need to do that. You can still be relatively competitive. Look at the Oklahoma City Thunder while still adding the right pieces in your window. Hasn't even opened to actually be a true title contender yet. Where right now for this Pelicans roster, it's kind of now or never because they're going to have to tear it down in two or three years. So that's part of it. It gives you a longer leash, a longer runway and potentially a longer open window because now you're not pushing the luxury tax. You're not dealing with the punitive measures of the NBA's collective bargaining agreement. And this is how small market teams need to operate. This is the unfortunate part of rooting for a team like the Pelicans. I'm sorry that they don't play on the same playing field sometimes as the Lakers, as the Knicks. No one is on the same field as the Golden State Warriors. They're, operating differently here and this is just kind of how it goes so you need to try and build more sustainability in trading a guy who makes a lot of money for a young player who could be as good as him maybe not and that's the risk with a deal like this that is if it hits how you build sustainability the other thing and I haven't run the numbers on this because it would just depend and it probably wouldn't happen this season but in a, a subsequent season if they end up saving a lot of money and start operating as a team with salary cap space. Yeah, they could go and sign a ton of free agents and spend money. And free agency doesn't really exist anymore in the NBA. It's more signing trades and things like that. Because no team has cap space right now. Very few do. This, if you end up with cap space, you can use that cap space as an asset. This is something that the Oklahoma City Thunder have done a very, very good job of. You more or less rent out your cap space. The Oklahoma City Thunder, I don't know if this is the case for them anymore. They have 30 million in cap space. We'll take or they have 50 million in cap space. Yeah, trade us Chris Paul and three first-round picks. Dump them into us. We'll hold on to them. We'll we'll give that cap space and pay pay Chris Paul because you gave us three first-round picks to do it and you build a war chest of assets that way. The Pelicans war chest of assets came from trading away star players. What if you didn't need to trade away star players, but because you have salary cap space could still acquire tons and tons of picks? This is the way that you do that. I don't think if they became a team that had tons of cap space, they'd be like, let's go sign James Harden in free agency. They would be looking to trade for unwanted deals and make teams attach assets to dump them to them. So you would have Zion, you have Scoot Henderson, CJ, Trey Murphy and salary camp space to add more first-round picks to then flip those first-round picks for other things or use them. It is how the Oklahoma City Thunder got to where they are right now, where they look like a team on the verge of something great and with maybe more or better assets than the Pelicans. It's a good spot to be in, and that's how New Orleans could become that, by moving Zion or Ingram, Freeing up, you know, you have to take a contract back, but say you bring in Gordon Hayward, it's a one-year deal, it's expiring, cool, let it go. He goes away in a year and all of a sudden that's 30 million off your books, whatever he's making. You can do something with that now. You can still be competitive in the meantime, but your title window won't be open. It just kicks that down the road even further. So when you look at this, a combination of there's a prospect they love, the salary cap situation that they're in, and that they could build a much more sustainable process method here, those are the three reasons why they might be looking to do this deal right now. So there you go. Do you think this is the right move, the wrong move? Let me know in the comments down below on YouTube. Would you trade Zion or BI? I'm curious what you all think. Tomorrow on the show, we're going to look at Scoot Henderson here on Locked On Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nolajake on Twitter and I'll be back with y'all tomorrow.
1: Hey Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.